Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here in RNIB Connect Radio. If you've just joined us, a very, very warm welcome to the programme. Now it's time to go stateside because the very lovely Maria Johnson joins me all the way from California. It's our girl gone blind. How are you this week, Maria? Good morning, Jill. I'm doing much better. Thank you so much. Oh, well, listen, I know that last week you had a really, really bad throat. You lost your voice, which um, I'm imagining for somebody like you, Maria, uh, not saying anything in particular, but, uh, you know, I'd imagine that was quite difficult. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If I can't talk, it's a problem. And um, I have to say, you know, I wasn't happy about it, but my family was thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, oh what a shame. Well listen, I'm so glad you can speak this week because we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, You've got a brand new blog that you've posted recently and uh, it's brilliant as always. And uh, we're talking about the fact that, um, you know, as a blind person, you feel sometimes that you have to justify yourself, don't you? Yeah, you know, there's things that we do or need to do that we just maybe get a little tired of explaining or defending on why or how we need something done. And um, it just was something that I've been thinking about. And so I decided to put it in a blog and title it and throw it out there. And it's actually been quite popular. It has indeed been popular. It's been shared so many times, Maria. It really has. Well, listen, let's start off. Now, there's five things. We we won't go through all five today, but uh, needless to say, you can check out Maria's blog and we'll give you the, the details a little bit later on. But we'll start off with your first point. And this is one that, you know, I don't use a white cane, so I don't really know uh, much about this. But I can understand to a certain extent because I use a guide dog. Um, but it, it is about your white cane and justifying the use or the non-use of it. Right. You know, I do have the white cane and, you know, it was very hard for me to actually come to grips with using a white cane. And I've written about that several times. So I always have a cane with me, but what I always don't like to have to explain all the time to folks is when I don't want to use my cane. And that could be for various reasons that you know, perhaps I'm feeling a little self-conscious in the situation, or maybe I'm really familiar and I feel pretty safe in a place, maybe uh, a friend's home or a friend's neighborhood, or even uh, the aisles of of a local grocery store that you're familiar with. Maybe you don't feel you need your cane, you know, and you feel safe, of course, and you don't want anyone to be unsafe. But when folks say, why don't you use your cane? Why don't you have your cane out? because I don't want to have my cane out or I don't need to have my cane out. And that's one thing that I think just gets really old on having to explain. And I thought other people might feel the same way. So that was definitely number one on my list of the things that we should just not have to justify to people. Oh, I know. I mean, I've been into to bars or restaurants uh, in the evening where, you know, people have said to me, oh, you've got a guide dog. Where is he? Why is he not here? Why are you not working him? And I just wouldn't take my dog into a bar at night where it's busy. He's going to be kicked around under the table. He's going to have drinks spilled on him. The music is going to hurt his ears. Not only that, you know, people are going to come up maybe a bit drunk and want to pass him. And he gets annoyed. I wouldn't put him through that because I love him. Him and because I wouldn't go into a bar on my own at night anyway. So obviously right. I'm with somebody. 
I agree. I agree. And that's another situation. You're in a restaurant or a bar or cafe, and maybe you got in there, you you know, put your cane away, and they call you to go to a table. Well, just grab your, your friend's arm or your family member's arm and just walk through the restaurant. I've had them say, well, get your cane out. You're like, really? We're going to our seat. It's, it's like two seconds. So I, I agree. And as far as going to a bar at night, I don't want anyone kicking or petting my cane either. So I don't bring it out at a busy bar as well. I totally agree, Jill. Oh, there's <laughs> nothing worse than somebody wanting to come up and stroke a cane. I mean, for goodness sake, Maria. <laughs> I know. I know. Really? It's like, you know what? We're in a public place. Please. <laughs> Well, listen, let's move on to our next one. And this is so incredibly important and uh, something that I can really identify with you, young lady, because it's about friendship. Oh, blind friendships. We should not have to justify why we need blind friendships. We became fast friends from the very first day that we met. And I have made many, many friends in the blind and visually impaired community, and they are a treasure. They are not only a source of support and laughs and, you know, a place to, you know, vent your frustrations, but they also are a wealth of knowledge and can help you in many ways. Maybe you're having a bad day. Who's going to be the first person to understand? Probably another blind friend. Well, I agree with that, Maria, because, you know, it doesn't mean to say that because you're blind, you're only ever going to have blind friends or you only want blind friends, but you do need somebody that you can lean on or look for support or look for help and just a bit of empathy and compassion, just like you should be that type of friend to another blind person as well. So, you know, it works both ways, but, you know, sometimes you do need to just turn around and, and kind of talk to somebody about what you're going through that really, really truly understands where you're coming from. Well, you've said in previous conversations, and I I didn't forget that, and I kind of use that in the blog was, you know, family and friends will say, well, I'll listen and and I'll help you. And you're like, yeah, that's great. But they're never going to truly understand what it's like for us with vision loss. And you had said once, we don't want them to totally understand because that would mean they'd be blind and we don't want them to be blind. So that in turn leads us to just another group of friends that we can turn to when we need to. And I hope that my blog actually can serve as a friend to some folks who don't have any blind friends. Because I've also heard that as well, even on my blog, people say, you know, this is so great. I don't have any blind friends, um, but it helps them to know they're not alone in print. Now, Cultivating your blind friends can be done so many ways. It can be done through social media, through Facebook groups, um, over the phone, or even in person. But they can form a wonderful support network for us and something that's very, very valuable to us. And I wouldn't trade any of my blind or partially sighted friends for anything. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, it's, it is amazing that just sometimes when you need that little shoulder to cry on, uh, you know, to, to have yourself, Marie. I mean, I love being able to talk to you about things. Well, listen, let's talk about one more point uh, from the blog you've posted this week, because um, this is important as well. Now, I don't know about you, Maria, but, um, you know, some people really skirt around what they want to say about my visual impairment. Now, if I'm describing myself to some 
somebody, I will say I'm blind. But some people feel that, that the B word is um, too harsh to use. They maybe think it's not PC. No, I don't mind saying I'm visually impaired. I don't mind saying I'm blind. I don't mind saying my, my eyes don't work. You know, they just don't work. And that's, you know, it, full stop. I don't get offended by terms when it comes to blindness, unless it was rude. Well, one of the reasons I wrote that is because I have been accused of not being blind and I am legally blind. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. I am legally blind. So whatever someone chooses to use, whatever term, whatever word they choose to identify their vision loss, it's really up to them. It's nobody else's business. And I mean, if somebody was sighted and said they're blind, well, okay, that's obviously not right. But, you know, if I choose to say that I am, you know, partially sighted, visually impaired, legally blind, blind, you know, the whole thing, that's my choice. That's nobody else's choice. And I should not have to defend what I choose to uh, label my vision loss. Uh, it's it's me. It's mine. I'm going to own it. And, you know, besides girl gone blind sounds good. Girl gone. My eyes don't work very well and I don't see very good. You know, that's just not a good blog name. So, you know, girl gone blind, girl gone blind works. And the other point is, and I've had to debate this with several people in the last year or two, believe it or not, is that we have, um, you know, places like RNIB. Hello, what does the B stand for? And we have here in uh, San Diego, the San Diego Center for the B blind. They're not San Diego Center for the visually impaired. It's not RNI, VI, B, you know, all of the above. It's blind. Blind is a universal term. And it's kind of the, the term that's the umbrella. And then down below it is all the variety of terms and words that people use, they use whatever's comfortable for themselves. And, and that's what I was trying to say is don't make us explain why we use the words we do for our vision loss. You know, you're so right. And I think what a lot of people don't understand and what they don't realize is, Maria, I mean, I don't know what the percentages are like in America, but here in the UK, uh, only 4% of people who are registered blind in the UK are actually completely blind. Um, so, you know, although people may be registered blind, yeah, they may still have a little bit of sight or, you know, enough sight to get around without a dog or a cane, but they're still registered blind. So, you know, if you're registered blind, you should be able to say that you are blind no matter what your level of vision is. I mean, it, it is your choice. Yeah. And, and that's the point that I was just trying to make. And I can get around without a cane as well. I do have some peripheral vision, you know, but it's very blurry and staticky and not clear at all. But I do have enough to walk around. I've heard people call it travel vision. I have travel vision. I can walk around some places without um, assistance or, you know, again, the cane, but it's legally blind. And no matter how you want to call it, oh, I have tunnel vision. Oh, I have peripheral vision. Describe it as you want. Again, I just wanted people to know that I feel we don't just justify it. And it seems plenty of other people, by the way, this blog has kind of exploded, also feel the same way. 
Well, do you know something, Maria? The blog is superb. It really is, as they always are. And uh, you can hear all of Maria's uh, list if you log on to her blog. And uh, I love the way you write, Maria. You write so from the heart and you just say it as it is. You shoot from the hip. And uh, that's what we really appreciate about you. So thank you for joining us today in RNIB Connect Radio. And obviously, if anybody does want to read the full blog and indeed all your blog posts, uh, which are dating back three years, there's some great, great stuff in there then do go on and have a look. Have you got the web address? Absolutely. I would love it if people would visit my blog and subscribe because then they're getting notifications right when I press that publish button. The blog site is girlgoneblind.com. But you can also find me on social media on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind, on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind, and Instagram at girl gone blind. Maria, many thanks for joining us this week. We'll speak to you again soon. Okay, Jill, my pleasure. Talk to you later. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.